from Pandas Rule Productions and Triple J Studios. This is the 12th Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the 12th Dad Podcast, your home for simple, family-friendly breakdowns of Seahawks action, news, and history. I am your host, the 12th Dad himself, JJ Johnston, and welcome to our second ever episode. Thanks for coming back for a second one. In today's episode, we are going to talk about our free agency signings, go a little more in-depth, We did list them off in that uh, first episode, but I want to break them down a little bit more and give you a little bit more, you know, background information and, and, uh, you know, breakdown of of the contracts and those things like that. Um, Then we're going to move into talking about some of the guys that were on the team last year, but have moved on to new teams in free agency. Uh, Maybe a little breakdown of their contracts and what we'll miss uh now that they're off the team from there we'll do a little bit more of our you know terms and definitions um some of that more instructional point of the uh, podcast that i really enjoy um breaking down some of some more free agency terms and definitions to to give you a little more uh, of a, a idea of what people mean when they're talking about um you know, different using different terms uh, in free agency. And then last, we always close out with around the league. Um, so, you know, a little more, you know, news and um, just some things that have come out uh, around the league and how that affects uh, the Seahawks. All right, so for our first topic, we're going to get into some of our free agency signings. Very exciting. So our first one that I want to talk about is the return of Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner is one of my all-time favorite Seahawks. Uh, came into the league unheralded in the same draft as Russell Wilson, so he kind of gets forgotten in that. Uh, he was, you know, kind of a lesser-known uh, draft pick when he came out. He came from a small school um, and was just overshadowed by uh, falling in the same draft as Russell Wilson, but became, you know, a pro bowler, uh, leading tackler in the league, um, and just an all-around, like, awesome awesome guy you know Seahawks cut him before last season he went on and signed with the Rams uh, played well as a Los Angeles Ram uh, but they you know in turn ended up cutting him uh, as part of you know their I don't know if they're shedding salaries to fit under the salary cap or what Uh, trying to get younger who knows Um, but Bobby Wagner was a free agent again. He comes to us on a one-year, $5.5 million deal. Um, Not inexpensive, but not super expensive for an inside linebacker. Um, 
you know, it gives him, you know, another chance to prove himself, to show he's still got it. Um, and then he can sign, you know, maybe one or two more contracts in his uh, career. Uh, you know, he'll be replacing Cody Barton, maybe. Uh, maybe he'll be a temporary replacement for Jordan Brooks while um, he's recovering from his season-ending injury at the end of last season because who knows if Jordan Brooks will be ready for the start of the season, um, when he'll be available uh, to play for us uh, at all this season. But, you know, Bobby Wagner to me is a, a legend. He's He should make the Hall of Fame. Um, he is a great leader on the field. Um, he's kind of like having a coach on the field with how smart he is, how well he knows and understands offenses and defenses. And he's just a tackling machine. Has he lost a step? I think so. Um, he, I mean, he used to be one of the fastest linebackers in the league. I don't think he's there anymore. Uh, but I still think he's got stuff left in the tank to give us this season. And so I'm really excited that he's going to be back. We have changed our defensive system. So he's going to have to learn you know, a, a different system than what he played in um when he was here before but he's so smart i don't think it'll be a problem at all uh, our next signing to talk about is the another former seahawk returning uh so jaron reed is coming back to us on a two-year nine million dollar deal um it's really just a four million dollar cap hit this year it's going to be even less next year um in the second year of his deal uh, it's a really good structure for the team, so we won't take you know huge cap hits uh, having him on the team this year or next year. We know what Jaron Reed can do. He was here, you know, we drafted him. Um, he can give us some good quarterback pressure. He's a solid interior defensive lineman. Uh, he knows the team. He knows the city. He knows the fans. That's what we want. Um, I was actually really bummed when he left uh, us two years ago in free agency. So I'm really glad to have him back uh, on the team. And I think with our current defensive system, he'll be a good uh, person to have on the team in that defensive line rotation. The next signing to talk about is uh, Draymond Jones. Uh, the reason I went with him third is because I love welcoming back guys to uh, our team, bringing Bobby back, bringing Jaron Reed back. Love having the, the familiar guys uh, coming back to the team. And that's what I like to talk about first. Uh, but our big free agency splash is Draymond Jones. And, you know, he comes to us. He's super young. He's uh, had a breakout season this last year and we're also taking someone from the Broncos which always makes me happy uh, so he's coming to us on a three-year 51 million dollar deal uh, which is a lot for John uh, Schneider and Pete Carroll to spend um, on a free agent it's also really uncharacteristic for them to make an early splash because this was a really early signing uh, in the free agency period. Usually they like to wait and get those guys that, you know, don't get that 
big contract early and we can sign them a little cheaper, you know, later on down the line. That's what we did with Cliff Averill and Michael Bennett back when we won the Super Bowl. Uh, they were some of those guys that lasted a little while into free agency and we got them a little bit cheaper than, than, you know, we should have. Um, Draymond Jones was widely regarded as the second best defensive lineman in the market uh, behind Javon Hargreaves from Philadelphia, who ended up signing with the 49ers, which if you've been a Seahawks fan long enough, we all know that the 49ers don't need any more good defensive linemen. They're really good on the defensive line. But to get the second best, um, who's young and talented and Honestly, uh, if he produces at what I think he could produce, three years, $51 million is actually not uh, that expensive. Some of the uh, pass rushers that get paid a lot of money are going to get paid a lot more than that. Um, The way the contract is structured is that his cap hit gets a lot bigger as we move further down the line. So this might be something where we, you know, negotiate and restructure his contract as we move further into uh, the contract. And then uh, that way it saves us some cap money in that second and third year of the contract. Uh, But he is a defensive lineman that can give us some pass rush. Um, He can rush from the inside or the defensive end uh, part of the defensive line, which is something that this team desperately needs. We need pass rush. We need to get pressure on uh, the quarterback. It helps our secondary out. uh, And it, you know, if we can get a sack or two, it makes, you know, the opposing offense have uh, a longer distance to go to get that first down. Uh, I think he'll pair really well with some of the pass rushers that we have, you know, Achena Nwosu, Daryl Taylor, um, we'll get Alton Robinson back. So I think he'll fit in really well, you know, play quite a bit for us and, and, and produce some, uh, pass rush for us, which this team desperately needed this last season. Um, and you know, Pete Carroll and John Schneider really value flexibility. So someone that can play inside or outside is going to be, uh, someone they, they really value. Uh, especially on that defensive line. Uh, The next signing to talk about is Julian Love. He was a safety uh, for the Giants last season. Uh, We get him for two years, $12 million, uh, with just under $4 million for his cap hit this year, which is uh, a bargain for someone who uh, is a starting caliber safety. Um, Usually that's going to be in the $10 million a year range. So to get him uh, for you know, uh, 6 million a year is, is inexpensive. According to, um, John Schneider and Pete Carroll, they couldn't pass up the opportunity to sign someone like love. Um, my only concern is we already have a starting safety combination of Jamal Adams and Quandry Diggs. So how they're going to fit love into this, um, system is still kind of a mystery to me. Is he going to play the nickel cornerback position? Are they going to start three safeties? Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how this works. Or is this a sign that Jamal Adams is either 
A, not going to be ready for the start of the season, which is concerning since he got hurt on the first game of this last season. So he has a year to recover in time for the season. So I'm a little concerned about that. Or is this a sign that we're going to cut Jamal Adams, save ourselves some money, and start Love and Diggs uh, on the back end of the secondary? So this is something that I'm going to keep my eye on as we move towards the start of the season, what they're going to do uh, with that safety you know, uh, trio now that they have. The other thing is, is if Julian Love ends up moving into kind of a nickel spot, playing that third cornerback position, they play three safeties. Uh, what happens with some of our young cornerbacks that started to show, you know, some good flashes and, and played well uh, last season? Talking about Kobe Bryant, Mike Jackson, those kinds of things. So uh, I'm interested to see if there's creativity that happens with the secondary this next season that's not something pete carroll has been known for in the defense is creativity it's basically we're going to line up and hit you as hard as we can and you're just going to have to try to beat us we're not going to do anything special um so it'll be it'll be kind of uh, an interesting wrinkle to see what they what they do with that maybe adams plays a kind of linebacker safety hybrid position uh, maybe he doesn't play every down since durability has been an issue since we traded for him. The last signing uh, is Devin Bush. He was an inside linebacker, uh, played for the Steelers. We get him on a one-year, $3.5 million deal. Uh, he's a young inside linebacker. He'll pair with Brooks or Bobby uh, to play that inside linebacker position. Um He's a really hard hitter, a guy that just loves to step in and, and hit that running back, hit the quarterback, tight end, whoever it is, but hit him hard. He does struggle a little bit in coverage, um, but, you know, we do like uh, a guy that hits hard. You know, think of Cam Chancellor, Bobby Wagner, when he first came out, was a big hitter, um, still is. So... I think there's a lot of talent in Devin Bush. He was a high draft pick, uh, but he suffered an ACL tear early in his career. Um, he's struggled since then, has been in and out of the starting lineup. So um, he's one that I'm, you know, maybe a change of scenery will be good for him. Uh, but I'll, I'll be excited to see what he can produce in that inside linebacker position with uh, Wagner. Brooks, whoever ends up, you know, starting in those linebackers positions. And in our second segment, we're going to move on to some of the guys on the team from last year that have signed elsewhere and are no longer going to be playing for the Seahawks this uh, upcoming year. Boo! First on our list is going to be Rashad Penny, first round draft pick running back. And I have mixed feelings about Rashad Penny leaving the team. I mean, there is clearly some obvious talent uh, with Rashad Penny. But the problem is he has never played a full season for us. I mean, he played uh, five games, I think, this last year. And when he's in, he's great. 
but the problem is, is just he's not available. And so he moves on. He's going to Philly, uh, you know, the Super Bowl. I don't want to say losers, but because it makes it sound bad, but getting to the Super Bowl is quite an accomplishment. Uh, but he will move on to the Eagles. He gets a one-year deal. You know, again, that's a kind of a prove-it deal. You get one year. If you do well, you can sign a multi-year contract. I just think he's going to be on one-year deals for a, a while just because of his injury history. He has never just he's never made it through a full season. Um, I do wish him the best, uh, but with having Kenneth Walker break out this last year, uh, there's no need to keep a guy like Rashad Penny at the money he'd expect uh, when we can grab guys later on in the draft, uh, you know, scour the free agent pool to get some guys, but we still have uh, some quality running backs on our uh, roster still. Next is LJ Collier, another one of our former first round draft picks. And another guy that just couldn't stay healthy. Um, I think unlike Rashad Penny, when LJ could stay healthy, um, he still wasn't uh, a productive enough force to even warrant a a one-year contract, um, even at a position where uh, we could use some extra help, some extra production on the defensive line. Um, So again, this one's less of a we'll miss you like Rashad Penny and a more of a good riddance. Let's move on from that embarrassing first round draft pick bust. Um, and and we'll find us someone good in this next year's draft. Plus, you know, getting a guy a guy like Draymond Jones kind of uh, negates needing someone like LJ Collier. Next is Cody Barton middle linebacker from this last year. Uh, We drafted him out of Utah. Uh, Great special teams player. Um, I I think he was uh, a little overmatched at middle linebacker this last year. He made some great plays, uh, but I think he lacked some consistency in tackling, and I don't think Coverage-wise, he was up to what we need in our defense. Um, So I wish him the best in Washington. But again, another one-year deal. Um, And, you know, all the best to Cody Barton uh, on the Commanders. And then the last guy we're going to talk about is Travis Homer. Uh, I think of the four that we're discussing, this is the one I'm going to miss the most. Travis Homer wasn't super productive on offense, but the contributions that he made on special teams will be sorely missed. Um, I mean, he's had some big-time tackles on special teams and some good hits, uh, but he also had a super long um, fourth-down fake punt run for a touchdown uh, a couple years back. Uh, He is great on third down. Uh, blocking, uh, picking up blitzes uh, as a running back. So he's off to Chicago uh, with Justin Fields. I think I think we will miss him the most of those of those four guys that have left. Um, I think we've replaced Cody Barton with upgrades in Bobby Wagner, Devin Bush. Uh, we've obviously upgraded at defensive end over LJ Collier with Draymond Jones. 
Rashad Penny's replacement was on the team last year and Kenneth Walker the third. So uh, this is the one that I think we're going to need to replace uh, the most is, uh, is that third down back, blitz pickup, and then solid special teams player like Travis Homer. And now we're going to move into some of the more educational portion uh, of this podcast, our terms and definitions. And we're going to do this one more around uh, free agency since we're still kind of talking about free agency. Perfect. So when we're talking about free agency, there are two types of free agents that you can encounter. The first is an unrestricted free agent, uh, which kind of, I guess, I would say is self-explanatory. It means they have no restrictions. They can sign with any team, any contract, any length of contract that they want. But the second type that we're going to get more into is our restricted free agent. So this is for uh, players with usually at least uh, three years of NFL experience. And there are three different types of free agency tenders that they can be offered uh, by their uh, current team. There is a first round tender, which means that if they go and they sign uh, with another team, that team has to give up their first round pick. There is a second round tender, uh, which is just the same thing as the first round tender. It's just a second round pick instead of a first round pick. And then there is the original round or right of first refusal uh, tender that that team can offer, which means if they were drafted in the fourth round and they sign with another team, that team has to give up a fourth round pick. Right of first refusal just means that any team can offer that uh, player a contract and uh, the original team can match that offer sheet. Uh, but mostly what it is is these restricted free agents will give their former team draft pick compensation if they sign with a new team. Uh, players can choose to sign or not sign that tender, but once they're signed, uh, they can negotiate a new contract uh, with another team um, or they can reach a deal uh, with their, a different deal with their original team. Um, but if they get a new team to offer them a contract, their original team can match that or take the draft pick compensation. Uh, so this offseason, uh, the Seahawks had originally offered uh, a restricted free agency tender to Ryan Neal. Um, I love Ryan Neal. He is a safety. Uh, stepped in big when Jamal Adams kept getting hurt every season. Uh, I thought he deserved more playing time even when Jamal Adams was healthy. Uh, but I'm not a coach, so I don't get to make that decision. But we had offered him just a right of first refusal, uh, just meaning that he could negotiate with other teams, but we could match that offer sheet uh, if he you know, reached an agreement with another team. But once we signed Julian Love, uh, the Seahawks rescinded that uh, tender, and Ryan Neal became an unrestricted free agent. And... The reason I didn't talk about him in uh, the 
free agency departures was because I wanted to do uh, more uh, in-depth look at that, how that worked uh, in this segment. So uh, Ryan Neal ended up signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, he's, uh, again, another one-year contract. Um, I see those becoming more popular for players who have either something to prove or, you know, are not the big name uh, players uh, as teams are looking to build younger teams, uh, build through the draft. Um, but yeah, he has signed a one-year contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and I think it's a good fit for him and I wish him all the best. He's one of my favorite unsung guys that's not going to be a big name, uh, but is a very important contributor to uh, the team the last few years. Um, so we'll miss Ryan Neal, but that is the difference between an unrestricted free agent and a restricted free agent. All right, and our last segment is around the league, and this one is all focused on those silly Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> it's been a little bit rough of an offseason for the Arizona Cardinals team in our division. There are rumors that DeAndre Hopkins, their best wide receiver, is seeking a trade. But what came out recently is that Buda Baker, their star safety pro bowler, has also requested a trade. Doesn't sound like they're ready to shop him quite yet, uh, but with the draft coming up this this next week, uh, we'll see if he changes teams uh, during the draft, uh, which is usually when you'll see uh, some more trades happening. So again, Cardinals seem to be falling apart. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm totally okay with it. So, uh, yeah, two of their best players requesting a trade. We'll see how that affects Kyler Murray, uh, their quarterback. Um, but they, they kind of seem to be a team trending in the wrong direction. And, and as Seahawks fans, we cannot complain about that one at all. The other story that came out recently about the Cardinals uh, just is even better. Uh, they have been accused of cheating. <laughs> and, and that gets a second uh, round of laughter because um, it just seems that their leadership structure is completely broken. Uh, so a few years ago, their general manager... Uh, was arrested for driving drunk and was suspended by the team uh, as kind of a preemptive, we're doing this so the NFL doesn't have to punish us or punish the team, punish the general manager. Then the owner of the team, who still owns the team to this day, made the coach and kind of the assistant general manager uh, communicate with the suspended general manager who was supposed to have zero access to the team, zero access to his job, zero access to anything. He was suspended. He wasn't supposed to be working, but he bought them and made them use burner phones. So phones that can't be traced, not their original phone, 
to communicate with the general manager uh, so he could essentially work and do his general manager duties uh, while being suspended. Um, and there'd be no way for anyone to kind of trace anything and keep track of it. Uh, so this is one story I'm kind of hoping the NFL acts quickly on. Um, one of the, well, both of the, uh, the coach and the assistant general manager were adamant that this was not something they wanted to do. And the owner made them the Cardinals and the owner have come out and said, this was not their idea and that the owner shut it down. So we're in a, he said, she said kind of thing, but, um, I do expect the NFL to investigate this. Uh, usually what that means is they do an investigation and it takes them a lot longer than it should uh, to kind of come to a conclusion and hand down some sort of penalty. But I would expect some kind of penalty to come down. Usually it's in the form of a, a decent uh, fine and some draft pick compensation. I would love for it to happen soon and they take some draft picks away from them this year because they have some high draft picks this year in, in each round. But I would guess it's probably something that won't be handed down until probably next year uh, for next year's draft. But again, just kind of watching them fall apart uh, is always good for the Seahawks and us Seahawks fans. And so, yeah, that is are around the news or around the league uh, news segment. And that wraps up our second ever episode. Thank you so much for joining us on our next episode. We're going to try to get it out before the NFL draft this week, but it is going to be our NFL draft preview. Awesome. So please, please, please be on the lookout for that. We'll try to get it out soon. Um, so our uh, kind of preview breakdown, whatever you want to call it, uh, is out before uh, draft day. But that is coming up in, well, today is the 22nd, and the draft is on the 27th. So in five days, the NFL draft will be here. Uh, but we'll talk a lot about what the Seahawks have for draft picks, what I would like to see happen uh, and go from there. But thank you for joining us on this journey through Seahawks fandom. It is a roller coaster, but we have each other and that's what helps us make it through. Till next time, the 12th dad signing off.